Hello, I'm Brett Gilliland, host of the Circuit of Success podcast, and here's what's coming up on the show. I think there's a couple really, really practical neurohacks that anyone, anyone can use. Okay, the first is, I think we've all heard it, but gratitude rewires your brain. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gill, and today I've got Wendy Sherwin-Swire with me. Wendy, how you doing? I'm awesome. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you it's for having me. Good to be with you. You're calling in from uh, uh, Bethesda, Maryland. How's it going uh, out in Bethesda, Maryland today? Bethesda, Maryland is doing just fine. It's uh, we, We've got a late fall, warm fall going on, I think, a lot of parts of the country. So Amazing, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's pretty wild. So people are in fine spirits. And I saw a guy I connected to on uh, Instagram this morning. Uh, he was he put on there that he was working outside on his back deck in shorts and a T-shirt. He's like, if in November in New York, if I'm getting shorts and T-shirt, I'm doing it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's nice. So thank you for asking. Absolutely. Well, you are, um, everyone knows you as the health benefits. uh, Everybody knows, I should say, the health benefits of staying in shape physically, right? Um, But there's also this little thing here. If you're watching, I'm pointing, if you're listening, I'm pointing to my brain here. Uh, There's a lot that goes on right up in in here. And so you are an expert uh, on what I would say all things brain is the way I'm going to word it. Uh, But I think it's uh, going to be awesome to have a conversation with you today about that stuff. But if you could, Wendy, I know you've been a global executive, a leadership coach, you're an author, a speaker, an applied neuroscience consultant. I mean, what's, what's the backstory, right? What's made you the woman you are today? Yeah, I love that question. As a coach, it's a wonderful question. And I hope more people ask it of each other. So I think there's three things, Brett, that I want to emphasize. The first is I'm a really big proponent of the energy, emotional energy and positive contagion, really. And I really lucked out. I had a father who was, um, you know, rags and just poor as dirt grew up, but he really had positive energy. He was a successful entrepreneur and just had a lot of joy in his life. So I want your listeners to really know there is neuroscience behind this, but your positive emotions are contagious, like like the flu, like COVID. So super important. And I had that growing up. So I, I had a um, very much a role model of what that can do. Right. Fuel to success. Um, the other thing I would say, there's a couple others. Um, the other is, you know, my story is I really, really wanted to be a diplomat, an economic diplomat and work on a lot of issues about poverty. I mean, I was young, I was in high school and college, and I really thought, I really thought I was going to solve poverty, like particularly in Latin American poverty and debt. Mm-hmm. I was really into it. Um, and I actually trained, um, I did a stint on wall street to prepare me. And I actually got a, a master's degree in to train as a diploma, as a diplomat in diplomacy. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, I'm getting ready, you know, I'm going to go join the state department of the world bank. And my father, this beloved patriarch that I just spoke of, he got diagnosed with like stage three cancer and mm. I'm in my mid twenties. And it was a real point. It was a, a crossroads. I think we all, you know, I'm sure you have your listeners have you reach a crossroads. Like, do I do this or don't I? And a door in my life had to shut down that I wasn't going to live overseas. I decided my family being close to my sisters and my, my parents was important to me. Well, let's fast forward 15, 20 years later. I now work with those diplomats as a coach wow. and as a trainer. So you just never know in life. You got to pivot. You got to, you know, right now we call it words like adaptability, flexibility. But I can't just tell you a door shuts down. You sort of catch your breath and you're just like, okay, what's going to open up? 
and the work I'm doing now opened up because I'm not a diplomat. And the last thing is what makes me sort of the woman I am today is obviously my family, um, faith's important values. But I think for me, because um, you know of the podcast, um, follow curiosity. I'm insanely curious and just that there's a lot of really cool neuroscience on that. But if you're curious, you know, listeners, if you're curious about something, listen to that whisper, because that's what led me to, you know, I left the field of wanting to be a diplomat. I studied hardcore science, you know, um, economics and finance. It led me to the field more of business management, leadership, and now as a coach, it also led me to um, neuroscience. Someone mentioned something to me and someone gave me a book. And I, uh, yeah, I just got so interested in the brain. So you just never, ever know uh, what tidbit you're going to pick up um, in this podcast or in a book or talking to someone on a plane. You just never know. Follow your curiosity, Brett. So I hope. I love that. And I think that's that's one of the reasons I continue to do a podcast, you know, five and a half years later. And I, you're the you know, 308th person I've interviewed and had the privilege to interview. And, and you learn a lot, right? And but But you do have to be curious because- I find the little the little nugget right that I can take up uh, from everybody is, is a big deal. I mean, even as you're saying, I know this. Your positive energy is contagious. I've said that a ton of times. But when you really slow down and look at it as contagious as getting COVID or the flu, right? We, we worry about that stuff, but we don't worry about our energy, do we? We don't think no, about that as well. No. So our negative yeah. energy is just as bad as our as as spreading the COVID or or uh, uh, the flu, right? Hundred percent. And the, there's really cool uh, science on it and research on it that if you're negative, even if you think oh, I'm keeping it on myself, I hide my emotions. No one can tell. People can pick it up. Even on Zoom, people can pick it up. In person, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, that's crazy. So um, you're also known for techniques to train and rewire the brain to be more positive. So I think in today's world, right, we've got these cell phones that want to give us all the notifications and all the crap that goes on in the world and all the negativity. And and it just is. it just gets to be a lot. And you turn on the TV, whatever it is. Um, so what, what are some, some steps, some real, like the meat and potatoes type stuff that our listeners can take from this podcast that can help rewire the brain to be more positive? Yeah, it's a great question. Thank you so much for asking. That's, it's, uh, this is my favorite thing to talk about. I think there's a couple really, really practical neuro hacks that anyone, anyone can use. Okay. The first is, I think we've all heard it, but gratitude rewires your brain gratitude. So if you are a person, if something good happens in your day, a tiny little thing, like you get a really nice text from a friend or, um, you know, your child or friend smiles at you or, you know, says something funny, or like today you look outside and everyone like look outside your window. Is it a nice day, sunny, whatever it is. If you take that positive moment and hold on to it, this is called so it's a fancy term I'll throw out here, self-directed positive neuroplasticity. But what that means is, you know, your brain has a built-in negativity bias. Let me re rephrase that. You are built in to be negative. That is your wiring that you had, that we've had for hundreds of thousands of years. So you have to lay new neuronal tracks. So any little thing you do that's like, hey, you know what? I'm talking right now to Brett and it's fun. I'm having a good time or I just have this really nice cup of coffee and I'm taking a sip from Starbucks and I'm just gonna take 30 seconds and enjoy the coffee. You are laying tracks to be more positive. The other thing is 
and this is another practice I give almost all of my coach, my executives who are uh, my coaching clients is at night, take a piece of paper, write down the three or four things that you are grateful for. If you can get to do 10, great. I encourage you to write because you'll use a part of your brain. You'll activate the creative part of your brain, not keyboard it. But even if you don't have time to write it, you don't have a journal, keep a journal by your bedstand. But if you don't have time, even think about it. That act itself, the research has shown, helps. Um, it just helps in so many different ways. And you are literally starting to rewire your brain. Try that for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, every day. I call it an appreciation audit. Audit your audit your day before you go to bed. What would you know? What do you appreciate? And for my parents, grandparents, family members, try doing that at the uh, the dinner table, or as you're taking your kid to a soccer game. Hey, what do we appreciate about today? Excellent practice. So, yeah. what, what do you think of that one as a practical? <laughs> well, I, I love that, and it's I, I use a daily planner that I've created. This is 20 years in the making uh, in my career, and I've pr- finally got it all in, a, in one booklet of things that I do. But but it is it's it says right here today I'm grateful for right, and I start the first thing I do when I get in the office. I write down three or four things that I'm grateful for. And, and it's hard, right? Because sometimes you're like, well, I mean, it's as silly as it sounds, but I, I'm thankful for clean water, right? Oh, I mean, great. Yep. I'm, I'm thankful to be able to breathe, take a deep breath, clean air. And, but like, then there's part of me, it's like, God, am I just like, am I not deep enough to think like all these things? But I, I think that stuff matters. But here's my pushback on that. So one, I'm a hundred percent a believer in it. Okay. I also have an exercise I do at the end of every calendar quarter I look at every single picture I've taken on my phone and I write down exactly what I did and who I experienced it with in a Brown journal that I have over here. Um, So I'm a, again, I'm a big believer in that, but what about the times you don't feel like that? You're like, I don't want to write down what I'm thankful for. I'm just pissed off and in a bad mood, or I don't want to do this. Right. What, what, What advice do you have there? Yeah. So what happens is this is even more important when you're feeling crappy. Okay when you're tired, when you're fatigued, when you are worried about your finances or politics, whatever it is, right? So, or the state of the world. So I think what happens is when you are in a negative place, you're stressed about work, you're working hard, you know, um, this and that's going on, you never feel you have enough time, you're producing a very powerful chemical in your brain called cortisol. Very, very powerful. I just taking a moment and doing something positive, you're actually creating a different neurochemical, okay? It doesn't override, you can't have the cortisol and the norepinephrine or the dopamine or the serotonin. You can't have the feel-good chemicals. They can't coexist. They can't coexist. They can go one right after each other. So you are literally playing with powerful, powerful chemicals in your brain. So that's why the practices work. So it's not just kumbaya and let's light candles and feel gratitude. Right. Stuff is literally changing chemicals in your brain. So I would encourage people just one thing, you know, and it could be, yeah, you know what? I got out of bed today. You know, my favorite quote is from Pitbull, the rapper, you know, every day above ground is a good day. That's right. It could be that. It could be, you know, the fresh air or, you know what? I had a bed to sleep on or I had a meal tonight. So any little thing doesn't have to be be deep deep, big, you know, I'm grateful. It can be the same thing every day. The idea is that you literally are laying new neuronal tracks in your brain. That's the power of this stuff. Wow. So it's literally like a slow drip. I mean, it's like a drip of actual chemical that comes out and seeps out of our body or out of our brain into our bodies. And 
and, and so on. So that's amazing. So uh, gratitude. Okay. So that's one. What's, what's the second one? I think another neuro hack is um, the brain has multiple different regions. It's got that primitive, we've, we've called it the lizard brain. Uh, it's really not accurately, you know, that's not hundred percent accurate, but it doesn't matter. It's a great metaphor you can use. And then you have an emotional brain, um, which is a little higher up. And then you have your, you know, if all the listeners take your hand and put it on your forehead, that mm -hmm. right behind your forehead, that's your executive functioning. I call that your C-suite brain, right? Mm -hmm. So even by asking yourself a question, you need 30 milliseconds, milliseconds, that's like one thousandth of a second to move from that reactive, primitive, fight or flight brain to more of your executive thinking brain. So when I'm in a really stressful situation, so I had a situation a couple of years ago on a business trip, my laptop got stolen. I was in a panic. Um, and I just remember sitting down, I was at the hotel when I realized it. And I'm like, okay, what part of my brain am I in? What part of the brain am I in? Am I in my reptile reactive brain or I'm in my thinking calmer brain? Yeah. And just ask yourself a question. And the key takeaway is to buy time you want to buy time from moving from the lizard to the C-suite. And so that's that lizard is, tell me more about that. <clears throat> so your lizard brain, and again, it's just an analogy. We do share this parts of the brain, the lower, the lower deep stuff. So if listeners take your neck and go to that part between your neck where your head is kind of attached to your body, right back there, that's way deep stuff back there, brain stem. Um, it is the part of your brain that controls all autonomic functions. Everything you do in your brain is like breathing and closing your eyes. And you don't have to worry about your heart beating, do you? No. That part of your brain takes care of it. It's all these functions that, and it's also the part that, you know, will kind of take <clears throat> care of the fact that, um, your heart pumps, your blood pumps, you know, if that's the part of the brain, if you're thirsty, what do you do? Take a drink of water. hundred percent. Great. Perfect answer. If you're hot, you know, you take your sweater off, that kind of stuff. So that's the part of the brain that when you are totally triggered and stressed out and in like kind of it's right, it's linked to the, the emotional part of your brain, which sits on top of it. But that's the part of your brain that's going to react to protect you. So you've got a 24 hour ADT alarm system in your brain to protect you. That's the part. So you just got to kind of move away from it and to move to your thinking brain. And that's what the question does. Well, what part of the brain am I in? Okay, let me take, catch a deep breath. It's gonna be okay. So it's kind of just a rewiring, recalibrating, if you will, saying, okay, I know I'm in the wrong department, if you will. Now it's time to get in the right department and think Love different. Love it. Yep, I'm in the wrong part of the store. I gotta get to the right part of the store. That's right, the right part what, of the house. What, what are some things that we can do you know, personally at home or at work that, to trigger brain stuff? I mean, whether that's, reading, whether it's, you know, I, I play Wordle, right? I find that if I can kind of do a, the Wordle thing before I go to bed, I don't know if it's actually working or not, but it seems like I get a pretty decent night's sleep and it's not just because of Wordle, but, you know, so those things, if it's sitting in a sauna for 20 minutes, I mean, what are some things that we can do to help stimulate the brain from a positive standpoint? Yeah. So I love that. Um, okay. A couple tips. One is your brain is something like 70% water, maybe even more. Drink a ton, a ton, a ton of water. Yeah. 
more water than you think. Okay. More water than you think. And I encourage my coaching clients. I'm like, are you drinking water? And they're like, I drink a lot. I'm like, I want you to double listeners. I want you to double the amount of water you're drinking. That's going to okay, interrupt can interrupt that. And so, so I love that. So again, in my journal, water intake is one of them. You see yeah, 100%, 100%. me numerous drinks. And so what's funny is I wear this thing called a whoop, if you've ever heard of that, but it's, it's about the flight or flight type deal in your body and your stress and your in, water intake to sleep and anything, everything really your fitness. But I found it's crazy. I have worse sleep. If I have seven to 12 glasses of water a day, I'm, I have better sleep than if I have less than seven. But if I have greater than 12 glasses of water in a day, my sleep is actually worse. Yeah. Well, you're calibrating to your body. Probably you may have to get up in the middle of the night and do a little bio break there. <laughs> exactly. uh, but I think, I think for me, you want to flush out some of those nasty, mean cortisol, those chemicals, those that, that when you're triggered, that, that chemical we just talked about, the water will flush it out. Yeah. Um, and that's really important. Um, I am a huge, I'm glad you talked about sleep. If you want to increase positivity of the brain, you know, we could do a whole rest of the session on sleep, sleep hygiene. Sleep is a superpower. It's not, it is, it is just like, it is literally like taking kryptonite or like whatever, you know, it's like a super, it's a yeah. super, you want to supercharge your emotions, your work performance, your cognitive performance, sleep is critical, which means about, you know, half an hour, let, I love the fact you're doing Wordle or you're reading, you've got to get off your screens. I, everyone knows this, we've heard this, but there is science behind it. Um, you got to start to quiet your brain. Mm. Our brains are so active. They're so bombarded. So a lot of it is, you know, the third is daydreaming, taking a break, looking out the window, taking a walk with the dog unplugged. It is not a waste of time. You are not being inefficient. You're actually taking great care of your brain and letting certain networks in the brain just give you your best thoughts. So where do you do your best thinking, Brett? Um, I do mine in the morning um, when it's maybe before everybody's up and I can just sit in a quiet room and, and just chill by myself. Um, I, I'm a big believer now in these saunas. I just got a sauna and it's been incredible. And in the time in there, because you don't, there's nothing to do, right? You're just sitting there. And so I find there, those are my two spots. I love that. A lot of my senior executives do their best thinking in the shower. When your body is relaxed, it is not a coincidence. When your body's relaxed, your brain can relax. You'll have your ahas, you'll have creative insights. So the sauna, anything you can do, hot water, cold, you know, hot bath, anything that you can do just to start to feel more um, relaxation in your body will allow your brain to make connections and relax. It's not a coincidence. A lot of people get their, you know, do you get our best insights sitting in front of a computer doing an email? Yeah. Most people I know don't. Yeah. And I, I call that strategic think time for me. It's STTs. If you look at my calendar every Wednesday, it's going to be on there from one to two 30. And it's me, the black journal and an ink pen and no technology. And I, I've even found that it's hard I, well, I always felt like I was failing early on when I was doing this. I've been doing it since July of 05, so a long time, but you can still feel like you're failing because, oh, I need to be doing this, or I need to be doing that, or I got to make that call. I got to send that email. But I'm telling you, it's been the best use of time and the people I coach and then my clients and whoever. I mean, those are the things that we always go back to. How much alone time are you spending just thinking with an ink pen and a piece of paper? Yeah, I love that. And if you can't, if that seems hard for you, if you need to take a walk, take a walk. 
uh, nature, getting outside fresh air, fresh oxygen, anything where you're just letting yourself unplug and allowing yourself that freedom, huge, huge spikes in productivity. So those are great best practices. I, I, th I think just to get back to your question, the other thing is really monitor who you hang out with and the, your news intake. Because remember, the brain has that pre-wired negativity bias. So, you know, what are you consuming? Are you consuming like junk food? We know not great for your body. Well, junk, junk inputs, junk people who are negative, who are bringing you down. Always, you know, are you doom scrolling? That stuff will take an effect on your brain. You've got to be a really, you know, and the listeners of your podcast are. They're listening for a reason. They're success oriented. They're motivated. They want to get better at their, their game. Um, yeah, really monitor what you're what you're feeding your brain. Yeah. So I'm hearing gratitude, water intake, sleep, daydream, monitor who you hang out with and your news intake. These are you know phenomenal, right? You could stop the podcast right here and say there's five takeaways, listeners. Go do a test and see how you're doing on that. Right. So speaking of tests, I'm going to give you a test right now. If that's okay. You're like, oh, nobody I likes love tests. tests. I love so school. No, it doesn't circuits. stress me out. It makes me happy. <laughs> so the circuits of success are your attitudes, your belief system, your actions that you take that ultimately get results in your life. So what's one thing that you would say from an attitude? And maybe it's everything we've just talked about. Can you scale yourself from a scale of one to 10, how you're doing right now, currently? How are you doing right now? Is Wendy Sherwin Swire doing on your attitude? Oh, I'm really lucky. I'm, I, you know, I don't want to say a ten because I don't know. The, I'm in the high nines. Yeah. Um, I have, you know, the things that I'm recommending are things I have personally used. You know, I yeah. lost my parents at a young age. I wasn't like this. If you had talked to me ten, you know, fifteen years ago, I have trained myself to have a positive attitude, to rewire my brain, to do all of these practices. So, so you I live, I live, I live in like a state for me and a state of gratitude. My goal is to live in a state of, of to be in service to others and be in a state of joy and gratitude as much of the day as I can. So that's amazing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, but I, but I had to go through, I had to train myself to do this. I did not, I wasn't like, oh, you know, this woman kind of so Pollyanna and she woke up, was like this as a child. And the answer is no, I wasn't. <laughs> See, I love that. And that's why I want to peel the onion layer back there, because I, I think there are people that believe that, right? They say, oh, Wendy's just always been positive. Brett's always been positive. Well, maybe, but, but I think there's a lot of training and a lot of work I've done to get to that point. And it sounds like you have as well. Yeah. You know, I really leaned in heavily at the start of the pandemic on this field of mental resiliency, mental fitness, mm -hmm. and um, really doubled down on it how to make sure the ratio of, are you in positive emotions or negative emotions? Which percentage are you in throughout the day? And really, really up that game. So I would say I'm pretty high in attitude. I don't want to say 10, it. that's a little arrogant, but <laughs> I'm in the nines probably. You're feeling good. Yeah. So the next one is your belief system. And let me let me kind of pre give you some pre-work on this one. And so, so your belief system, I am convinced that, you know, doing the professional world for two plus decades now, I know my belief systems and, and I know that I can get into a debate, not an argument, but a debate with people on things that I know work that maybe somebody else doesn't believe. If I were to ask you one or two things that you believe to your core that will make you successful, what, what are those things? Okay. My belief system. Um, one is you don't have to be the sharpest tool in the, 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 the shed. You cannot work yeah. anybody. Yep. And you can love that. You can, you, you know, I, 
I'm really smart. I mean, I work hard. There are people way smarter than I am, but I have a really strong work ethic. So go back to your fundamental skills. And, um, you know, we know so many, I mean, so many of your guests that you've listened to just, you just keep at it and you keep at it. So for me, I think that's a really big belief. I think the other key belief is really get aligned to your values and what's most important to you. And, you know, Mm -hmm. what are you going after in life? For some people, it's power, money, others, it's learning, making a difference, impact, family, whatever it is, get clarity on that and stick to your true north because everyone else might have a different one. It doesn't mean that they're better or worse. They're just different as when you've got your feet on the ground and you know your true north, then you can get there. But if you're looking around, like, is it this? And I'm agnostic. It can be, I, I, as a coach, I have absolutely no value judgment. Yeah. Someone wants this or that. Good for them. As long as people know. Yeah. So the third one is action. So we got to take action. I'm a big, big, big believer in that, that I can sit here and have the best business plan known to man. I can be the best, whatever. I can know more about stocks, bonds, mutual funds, investments than anybody in the world. But if I don't take action, it doesn't freaking matter. Right. It's like, I always say people, you know, the hockey people, I'm not a huge hockey guy, but if I had the best slap shot in the world, but I couldn't ice skate, I'm a terrible hockey player. Right. Yeah. So if we don't take action. So when you, when you hear that word action, one or two things, what comes to mind? And then if I followed you around every single day, what is again, one or two things that I would see day in and day out that Wendy's doing? Yeah. Well, let's, let's pick up with your sports metaphor. Cause I'm a big sports fan. I, I have two kids, two boys and my husband. So <laughs> we do a lot of sports talk here. Um, I think there's one is not only can you take action, but let's go to the famous, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure which hockey play, player said this, but you've got to take the shot on goal. Yeah. Okay. You got yeah. to take the shot on goal. So are you taking shots on goal? You got to try. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky, right? You miss a hundred percent. You don't take a hundred percent. So, you know, are you taking a shot? And so go back to that quote, which is, are you taking a shot? And if it fails, it fails. You're going to learn more in failure. I think that's the first, again, comfortable. The most successful people fail and they learn from it and they grow from it. I am not as successful as I am because of all of my successes It's because all the things that I I didn't do or I didn't learn. So please start taking those shots on goal and realizing the fear is coming from that limbic reptile brain. So that's, you know, you're wired to do that. So you've got to overcome that. I think the second, what would you see day in, day out? I take my morning, my, my morning rituals really, really seriously. Um, whether that be morning, you know, meditation, a little bit of prayer, my gratitude practice, working out, getting some exercise. I get outside, take the dogs out. So that's why to do that, I got to go to bed early, which means I really, really prioritize sleep. Yeah. I sleep a lot more. People can't believe I get a lot done. I'm super productive. And because of those two things, what time do you go to bed at night? Um, I'm winding down. I'm trying to wind down by nine and read okay. it. Yeah. yeah. Nine, nine lights out at 10. If I want to get up at five thirty or six and not, I want, I need a lot of sleep because I know the yeah. brain science and I, I um, and I am a fanatic about sleep, particularly for, you know, folks, uh, your listeners who have kids, you know, you got to get your kids off devices so they can learn the next day. So my, yeah. even my, even my kids are in their twenties. They know they're like, Oh, I sleep more than a lot of our peers. So. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask how old your kids are and how that's going. So I've got, I've got four boys. I got a 17, 15, 12 and eight, Oof. And, you know, without naming names, some are better than others at sleeping and getting to bed. Right. Um, so how, how do we do that? Help us parents right now. They've got this device. They want this dang device, right? 
uh, other than just obviously being the parent, we just go take the device and put it away into another room. Uh, other thoughts on that kind of stuff and how do we help our kids sleep more and get off these devices? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure you've had guests or experts on this like from parenting, but my experiences was teach them the brain science early. They're like, yeah, you want to be good. You're on the hockey team or the soccer team or you want to be good at school. Yeah. You don't get sleep, you dumb down, period. Okay. Yeah. okay. So let them know. I mean, kids are smart and savvy today. The second thing is to say, you know that that device of yours is addictive. It's as, as addictive as any, we don't want our kids doing bad drugs, do we? Or drinking too, no different. So just say, hey, you're addicting your brain, you know, on the TikTok videos. They are designed to be, I mean, and they're fun. They're designed to addict you. So you got to let kids know you are fighting upstream by not, you know, texting all night long. And again, I always link into uh, what's important to you. What's important? These kids are very sophisticated. Is it? And a lot of kids, it's being social. Okay. So again, you know, some of it is, I think, a parent's duty to just say, hey, you know, um, but a lot of it is um, when you're with your family. I mean, my best tip is as a parent is we did not have devices when we had mealtime. Even yeah, if we're, even if we're grabbing too. a car, even if we're grabbing something from Starbucks, you got to drop some off to a soccer game. It's like no, div I mean, there's certain periods yeah. of the day. If, and even if all you can do is like a Saturday night family or dinner, and I'm telling like you're eating pizza, no devices, and your kids won't like it, but they'll get used to it, and they're going to fight you. It, but it's like that's just our rules, and you have to not do it, okay, folks. You have to not be. Well, who is that? Like, who is the hockey player who said that you just don't go on? Or what did Brett say? What's his bet? You know, you don't get on the screen to check a fact. You just don't do it. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. And, and it's hard because you're right. They are addictive. And, you know, you even find yourself, I don't know about you, but like sometimes you do just want to just veg on the brain and scroll and look at some of those funny videos. And, uh, but it, man, it can suck you right in, can't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, the science is, it's real on that. I mean, look, it's fun, but just put a timer. So I got 10 minutes to do it. Um, right. and, and I always just say, you'll never get that 10 minutes back in your life, but right. that's okay. If you want to do it, I'm not, you know, again, don't judge yourself. Just say, I'm going to let myself enjoy it. But it's understand that you are competing. Your little self-will is competing against billions of dollars from very, very sophisticated technology firms trying to, 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 to draw you in. Okay. You're, you're in competition. Yeah. yeah. You're in competition. And I love, by the way, I am not a Luddite, like I have social media and I, but I monitor everything is off my phone. No, you know, I just, am really, really a, um, a conscious, I'm a consumer of how I use it. So when I do Facebook or I'm going to update LinkedIn and, you know, tell people how much I love the being on the podcast, I just do it in blocks and I'm intentional. And then I stop. You got to train your brain, man. You got to train your brain. Right. That's great. So the last one is results. So we've got a great attitude. We've got a belief system. We're taking action every single day. And now we have results. So when you think about that, how do you, I think I know the answer to this, but that's why I'll ask the question though anyway, is how do you focus on results for you personally or for your you know, clients? Okay. That's a really, you know, that actually to me is a pretty deep question because we're all going to define results differently. Absolutely. For some people, results is I do a good day at work, I finish at five and I'm with my family. Others, it's like, no, I want to achieve this promotion or milestones. So I think it's getting really clear what does success look like with your results? What are your benchmarks? What are your measures? What aspect of the result is going to make you feel successful? Yeah. So for many people, 
I find I've got a lot of clients who are very successful executives and they're starting to wonder, so then I just got to keep chasing, going to the next thing. And I'll say, what in that result, what is success? Like, what is it, what are you going after? That gets back to your question about, I mean, for me, know your values, know what's what you're going after. So I think for results, um, I will, my, mine is pretty simple because I just want to make a positive impact in the world. I want to, I want to ignite positive change in the world through my clients, you know, in my organizations, for individuals I work with. So I know I'm achieving results if I know I'm helping people. And I'm in a field where I get to do that. So again, the more that you can tie into at the end of this day, you know, let's go fat, go forward to go backwards, right? At the end of the day, you know, I wanted the client, it's a very powerful coaching exercise. And for your listeners, you know, write your obituary now. Yeah. And a lot of coaches may, if you, if you work, they'll, I don't do it with everybody. I, I won't do it with all my clients because they don't want to think about death or mortality, but write your obituary. Like, what do you want to be remembered for? Well, those are the results. Then make sure that that's, that you're doing it. So it's just really get clarity on what, what you want to achieve. And once you have clarity, a lot of stuff falls into place. I like that. I like it a lot. Well, this has all been great. So a couple of fun questions. Uh, I don't know. Do they have in Maryland, do they do the Powerball lottery thing? They do. They do. Okay. Well, I, I have never, I've never been a lottery person. I've never done it. We're in a gas station. We're coming. My, my, I took my three older boys. We went to the Notre Dame football game this past oh, weekend. Fun, and, fun, fun. Uh, we get to rush the field, which was pretty cool. Us and our, you know, 2000 closest friends. And I thought we were going to die when the, during a, you know, everybody's trying to get off the field, but anyway, we're on the way home and there's a sign that says $1.9 billion, right. For the Powerball. So me and the boys pick some numbers and we're going to, you know, we're, we keep telling ourselves we're going to wake up billionaires tomorrow morning, but anyway, I'm rooting for uh, you. I'm rooting, the billion, yeah. So we just, what's that? I'm rooting for you and your boys. <laughs> Thank you. And so I just played the game with my wife this morning and then some guys at work. We went to lunch today. If you win the $1.9 billion lottery tonight, what's, what's the first two or three things you would do? Oh, I love that question. I'm going to give a, I look, I have a really lucky life. What first couple of things I'm doing. Um, I'm going to give a heck of a lot of it away. I'm going to start a foundation for sure. What am I going to do? I'm probably going to buy a really nice house on the lake for my husband <laughs> at Arondex and I'm going to buy him a beautiful sailboat and kayak. I'll probably do it. some stuff. I'm probably going to do some stuff to like spoil spoil my loved ones but yeah. I, I do something my husband is great i'd probably well, it's a lot of fun though isn't it i mean to think about okay i, I said today a little at lunch i said i think i'm gonna take 100 million and i'm gonna go i'm gonna pay everybody's house off in the firm and i'm gonna better be careful of this now right i'm gonna hear all this <laughs> and it's it's on record we're gonna pay everybody's house on the firm off we're gonna pay all my family's houses off and uh and then you know give a ton of it away but buy a house the a beach house in watercolor florida uh, yeah, there I'm you doing. go. I'm getting a house for those listeners up in the Adirondacks. On there a lake. you go. I like it. I like it. Uh, if I steal your cell phone from you, what's the one thing uh, that I cannot delete that, that you, you need to, uh, you know, continue the life that you're living right now? Oh, gosh. Uh, my virtual admins. <laughs> Shout out to Katie. Um, what do I need? I need my calendar. I do need my emails. I'll probably... Mm -hmm. Well, for productivity, I need those things. Um, I think for just pure joy and to make sure I get all of that gratitude is the photos. Yeah, I'm a big photo person myself. And uh, what is it you wish you had more time to do, but right now in the season of life you're in, there's just not enough uh, hours in the day. 
Oh gosh, I love I love to move. I'd love to spend a little bit more time. Um, I mean, I have a, I have a workout, but there's always more you can add if you had more time. And I'm an avid, avid, avid reader, and there's just way too many books. I probably have ten books. I, I read multiple books at a time. I probably have ten there. I would just I spend a lot of time reading, so I can never ever not read. I would do more of that. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Wendy Sherwin Swire. We will send people your way. I know you've also set up a link. Um, I think I'm going to have to get glasses here, but it's uh, the SwireSolutions.com slash circuit dash of dash success dash podcast yep. slash again. So yeah. we will put that in the show link. So thanks so much for setting that up and uh, we'll send people there. Where else can our listeners find more of you? Yeah, well, I would encourage, yeah, this is a special page we created for listeners of Brett's show. It's HTTPS slash slash SwireSolutions.com circuit of success podcast so there i have some questions and things just for podcast listeners but you can always go to swire solutions and awesome, awesome. thank you so much wow what fun yeah. it felt like two minutes it was great great conversation appreciate you being on the show wendy and uh, if you ever need anything in the future please let us know thank you thank you to all the listeners it was a real privilege mm -hmm.